Welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. Now, over the past year, we have looked at many, many aspects of the mental game of golf on focus, um, keeping distracting thoughts out of our mind to not get emotionally overloaded, to manage stress. We've looked at lots and lots of different aspects of the mental game. But the simplest way I often think of looking at the mental game is non-interference. And I I think this about many activities in life. If we are going to give a speech and we um, imagine we can just step up and do it, then chances are we'll discover very, very quickly it wasn't as easy as it appeared. And I think that's often the same with golf. We we look at players and we think, God, oh, they make that look easy. But what we don't see is the, the practice that goes into it. With the mental game, the challenge is how do you practice the mental game? And uh, it's possibly one of those questions my clients will say to me. They'll say, well, yeah, I mean, I can go to the range, but how do I practice pressure? How do I practice competition? Because it's one thing to talk about it but it's another thing to actually experience it. And if you look at some of the greatest um, professionals of their age, uh, telling of how they felt going into the final round of a tournament, it's very enlightening um, because so often they just say, I wasn't prepared for the pressure. The Ryder Cup, I think, is uh, even a better example because you're not playing for yourself, you're actually playing for your your team. And, you know, you can let yourself down, but you, you really don't want to let your teammates down. So you have professionals almost hitting tops. Um, you see some shocking drives sometimes uh, on the first tee, and I can't imagine what the pressure is like. So the question is, how do you um, practice the mental game? Well, I have um, ways of explaining it to my clients, and I hope I can explain it to you. People often think if they sit and do a 10 or 15 or 20 minute meditation, a guided meditation where they are visualizing um, what they want to be doing on the golf course, or indeed in any activity in life, even if it's giving a speech, visualize yourself giving the speech because you're creating in your subconscious mind a, a memory, it's a false memory, but of having done it successfully. Um, so when you face a situation for real, you, you have uh, this memory that came through the visualization of having done it successfully. And it's a bit like uh, if you go to the gym for 20 minutes, then you'll get the benefit, but not the, the full benefit. If you walk to the gym, you'll get more benefit. If you jog or run to the gym, you'll get maximum benefit. So I try and encourage my clients to practice all aspects of the mental game of golf off the course. What do I mean by that? Well, you go to the supermarket, you get into the checkout line and the person in front of you starts pulling out coupons or counting out coins. That's stress. You're in a hurry. You want to get to where you're next going. You've got a small bag of groceries that you want to get through. Yet this person over whom you have no control is 
the cause of your stress. Or you can use that as an opportunity to practice breathing and calm, to bring yourself back into the present moment. You are in a traffic jam. It's another opportunity to practice your breathing, practice your state of mind. You know, you're in a meeting and the, the meeting is not going the way you hope it's going. Rather than start to panic uh, about uh, how do you, do you get it back on track and how do you close that sale, you slow down your thinking, you slow down your speech. Things that we do on the golf course to help us play better golf are actually going to serve us quite well off the course. And uh, I think staying in the moment is, uh, uh, you know, so much has been written about this notion of mindfulness. For the really keen student of the mental game, you can read about other people and their mental strength. And, uh, you know, one of the people who often gets um, talked about is Ben Hogan. And I've read an extraordinary amount of uh, content of Ben Hogan, and uh, I have no doubt at all he was he was mentally tough. And he was mentally tough because he was physically tough and grew up in a very tough uh, sort of environment where, as a young caddy, he had to fight other caddies for the right just to be allowed to caddy as a 10-year-old. He had to walk a mile or two to get to the course to carry a bag to make whatever he made and then winning was his route out of poverty but if ever he was, there was a player who was going to grind it out I mean Hogan's devotion to practice is almost mythical but the rest of the time we seem to forget that Hogan lost a lot of tournaments he he lost matches as well it was the nature of his wins that I think created such a fantastic sort of um, mystique around him and make no mistake he was and will remain one of the greatest people ever to strike a golf ball but if you look at Tiger Woods or Jack Nicholas or Arnold Palmer Gary Player in their heyday they were all business their attention to detail their focus is present to see they're not chatting away to the uh, the caddies too often they're not sort of uh, in any way engaging with the uh, the crowds. They're looking at the targets, they're looking at their clubs. I mean, you can just see this very icy stare in them all. It's all come down to business. And I think those players in particular were all business. You see, I can remember in 1977, the great match at Turnberry, Tom Watson and uh, Jack Nicholas, and no one looked like they were enjoying themselves. Of course, there were some extraordinary shots which the player burst into smile and joy. But, you know, at that level of play, the attention and the focus is so strong. Now that, for the professional, comes through thousands of hours of competition. In playing competition, you're going to strengthen your mental muscles. As an amateur golfer, you're not. You're going to play once, maybe twice a week if you're lucky, 30, maybe... 35 weeks of the year, if you're lucky. So by playing 70, 80 rounds of golf a year, that mental tough muscle isn't going to get much exercise, which is the reason for the amateur golfer. I encourage two things, practicing with purpose and meditation stroke visualization. Develop your mental game by simply sitting in a chair in a relaxed manner and listening to guided meditations 
all going through drills in your mind so when it comes for real it's easier now there's a lot of evidence and scientific evidence to prove that visualization does work there was a experiment done many many years ago oh about 35 years ago where they had college basketball players and they put them into three groups of uh, 10 and the the first group was told they're all told to see how many baskets they could make as individuals uh, in with 10 balls 10 throws and they were all at the same I don't know what the number was but I think it was about uh, 7.5 so what they then did is they divided them into three groups and they said to the first group we want you to practice an extra hour a day on your free throws um, for a week and they said fine to the second group they said we don't want you to do anything different just come back next week we'll repeat the experiment no need to practice to the third group they said we don't want you to play basketball we just want you every day for 20 minutes to do uh, a guided visualization on making more of your free th throws so a week i think you know where this story is going but a week later they came back and the students who practiced an hour um extra per day had gone up from 7.5 to 7.8 the uh, students who hadn't done anything stayed at 7.5 and the people who visualized were 8.1 but they hadn't actually handled a ball but by visualizing making the shots they became more confident and that seemed to be the the takeaway so for the average club golfer i would i can't encourage uh, visualization enough I really can't and it's boring for some people but the one thing people that do it find is it's unbelievably relaxing blood pressure drops heart rate drops everything improves so just for that benefit it's definitely worth doing on the 13 week program online um, there's a lot of guided meditation um, content and uh, for some players I'll actually even create I mean professional players I have created um, specific uh, drills for them uh, for the guided meditation but explore it I mean do look into meditation guided meditation for golf is what I specialize in within this area of golf but uh, there is a lot of good stuff out there so unless you're going to be playing like a professional and toughening up your mental muscle um, through just playing golf I would advise meditation visualization is a great way to improve that skill set well that's it for this week i uh, i hope you have a wonderful week ahead and now the weather's getting better you're playing a bit more golf and as i always say if you're interested in developing your mental game skills please uh, go to seagergolf.com and your first lesson is free there's lots of different packages available and I'm sure there'll be one to suit you. Until we meet again, play good golf and have a great day.